everybody, Jason Ellis here from Hulk vs. Wolf. You might have heard of us. We're talking about GoodRx. GoodRx is a place that you can go and you can get your uh, prescriptions way cheaper than you thought you could. I did not know about this until they sponsored the show. And let me tell you, these guys can uh, save up to, in 2021, they saved up to 79%. I do pretty well, but to know that I can save on my prescriptions at that amount, you'd be crazy not to try that. And if you try it, you would also inform them that you listen to Hawk versus Wolf, which would help us. And then you would also save money by helping us. And if you save money, you would help you. So I really don't understand why you would not go to goodrx.com slash Ellis immediately to get yourself a big fat discount. That's goodrx.com slash Ellis. One more time, goodrx.com slash Ellis. Please check that out, everybody. Uh, that is if you have prescriptions. If you don't, well, then lucky you. Congratulations. Uh, I'd like to thank GoodRx for sponsoring the show. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance. And then he just starts messing around with Nolly 540s. And then he starts spinning Nolly 540s off the fly. Well, I've never seen anyone try it. And then he starts, Nolly 540 grabs it. Within probably 10 tries, he made a Nolly Melon 540. NBD, never been done. We're all like, what just, what happened? And then just got McCann takes left. off his pants. <laughs> hey, good to see you guys. Bye. Hello, hello. Oh, mate. What's up, everybody? Hey, everybody. Oh, mate, it's bullshit. <laughs> I'm Jason Ellis. Now we're, we're at the point where I'm doing his imitation of me, and he's doing I'm doing Tony Hawk's of version of Jason Ellis. It's very meta. Oh, mate, I'm Jason Ellis. I'm bullshit. <laughs> you got to talk like this, too, out of sight a little bit. Hey, guys. Good, good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Like and describe. <laughs> Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. It is kind of similar. Hey, hey, I'm Tony Hawk. Hey, hey. I'm getting better at it because I'm working <laughs> on it now. I'm practicing. It's in my comedy. Anyway, segue. <laughs> Welcome, Alfonso Rawls. Yes. Our guest today. Our esteemed Hello, guest. Hello, everyone. We're not, yeah. we can't, inter we, you, we can't imitate you. You sound too yeah, cool. Yeah, you just sound like, hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's kind of difficult. I can't do an elf. Can't nail me down, huh? Can't nail me down, huh? I don't know. No. Pretty you can you, pretty you, know, you can text like him, do it in all caps. Oh yeah, yeah. There hey, why go. do you do that? Because my eyes are getting bad, and it's easier for me to see and kind uh, of follow. It always feels doing. like it, Alfonso's yelling at you. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. I was under the impression that those caps meant that I was in trouble. No, or that no, he's no, just no. really excited. Yeah, right. tell which, you about the graphic, which usually for me means I'm in trouble. Right? <laughs> 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 it's never caps like Jason. Good news. It's more like motherfucker. Yeah, you know what? It, it's. <laughs> It, it's crazy. Some people get rubbed wrong the wrong way by doing that. And so I've got to kind of carry on the conversation for a few, you know what I mean, exchanges where people realize, oh, he's, he just… He, he goes just, all caps. He just types in yeah. all caps. No, I'm used to it now. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Your, eyes are kinda, at you. your eyes are kind of bad, but you see into the future of fashion? Uh, I don't know about that. I just, I kind of, I don't think fashion has any rules. So I kind of make up my own rules in a, well, in a way. And then also, you know, in addition to that, I mean, we've got the internet, you know what I mean? I've, I'm, I'm kind of inspired by everything that I look at. So I, I, I draw inspiration from just about anything. People that don't know, Elf's been pro for as long as I have. So we're pretty old. And uh, he was on H Street and really good, very talented professional skateboarder, one of the best. But then all of a sudden, 
I didn't really know. I'm like, wait, you're saying Elf designed some of these DC shoes? I didn't know that. Wait, you're saying Elf designed that Duff shoe? I didn't know. I'm like, wait, Elf's not even on Duff's. Like, I'm just not figuring out that you could just have a career as a shoe designer, you right. dumbass. And I was right. like, wait, he's not even on DC. It's like, yeah, dude, he's a shoe designer. And I'm right. Like, and then some of the shoes were the shoes that I was rocking because I was on Duff's. And I was mm -hmm. like, these shoes are sick. I remember mm -hmm. one of my friends, Gregzy, you stole my shoes from my house at my parents' house <laughs> because your mm -hmm. prototypes came in the mail. Uh -huh. And there was like more of the wider DC shoe mm -hmm. for Duff's. And I was like, these are sick. Mm -hmm. And Gregzy loved them. He was like, those are so sick and they're my size. And then in the morning, they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, you, you got to ask. Like I would give you shoes, but you can't just take stuff. I really wanted those. But you've always been good at designing shoes from the get-go, is that because you had a pro model and you found a natural skill at designing your own pro model or where did, or were you already a designer? Well, you know what? Even before I started skateboarding, I was always doing art and I always had kind of an eye for, you know, fashion and, and design and all things creative. And so the beginning of my skateboard career was actually the beginning of my design career because now, you know, uh, being sponsored and stuff like that, now gave me a platform for my artwork and my designs and how the uh, footwear design uh, part of it came about. was I had an opportunity back in 95, I was approached by a, a, an upstart footwear brand by the name of Castell, who gave me the opportunity to design a signature shoe. Why did they know that you were a guy to come to about designing a signature I shoe? I don't like, know the that word? they From know. Your I don't. I don't know that they knew. I think that they just wanted me for whatever reason they wanted me. I mean, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking I could think about a they million. They wanted me as a pro skater. They wanted me as a Firstly. pro skateboarder. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so. That, that was the whole deal. They wanted me as a pro skateboarder, yeah. and they were going to give me a signature shoe. And as a part of, a, of the deal, oh, they were going to give me the opportunity to design my signature shoe. And people that don't know, when you're a pro skateboarder, even myself has been a part of designing a shoe from scratch, and I can tell. They give you an option to be, <laughs> yeah, yes. to be completely involved in this. Mm -hmm. And and I could tell right away, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, mate, just put that on. You know, I don't, I don't, and they're like, are you sure? What about what the laces? I'm like, I don't fucking stop asking me shit about what, I, just put it on. I don't care. Just put my name on it and give me the check. And then, Cups, you were like, what? What are you talking about? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the little Should things. Should put a soul on it, damn yeah. it. Yeah, like, but you probably were like, oh, wow, sold this, you could do that, different different materials, and you were, like, in in 100% from the get-go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, see, the tough thing with me and having an opportunity to design a singer's shoe, I have a pretty eclectic uh, fashion sense, right? Yeah. I mean, in, in my in the way that I dress and the music that I listen to and stuff like that. So you give someone like me an opportunity to design one shoe that I think best represents me, I'm kind of all over the place. I can't just submit you one shoe. Okay. And so what ends up happening is then I end up drawing like 10 designs out of which I got my signature shoe and then other designs that end up uh, being used in their footwear uh, collection. Did you, did you accidentally have 10 designs from trying to make your perfect shoe? Or you were like, not only did I make my shoe, but here's like nine others. No, and they were like, whoa, we'll I, make all of those. I came up with 10 designs because I was so indecisive. You know what I mean? It's wow. like, I like. So they were I potentially liked, your shoe. Well, yeah, I liked something that was more athletic. And then, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to try something that was more stylish over here. I wanted to do something with an airbag here, a cup sole here. And I couldn't decide between which one I wanted to select as right. mine. And so I decided to show, present them all. So it's an immediate link like you're uh you're pro skateboarder and then they go hey design shoes and you go oh my goodness this is like a total i'm i was born to design shoes yeah well i mean and off you go i 
I didn't, I didn't know how good of a job I was doing or wasn't doing. I was just doing stuff that I liked and kind of more or less fell in love with Dude, the process. You're a part of people. Your, your shoes were so innovative for, I feel like DC had a shoe when they first came out. Because I was hanging out with Colin and Danny all the time. I remember their prototypes, super stock. Then there were these new shoes that were similar to like a Nike thing, but had their own skateboard flair to it. And that was you. And then all the other companies that copied them. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, you know, oh, that ain't cool anymore. We're now like, we're ashamed of those shoes. Mm -hmm. Now we do anti-puffy shoes. But the, you started a whole you thing. You were the that, original influencer. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, make you feel bad about it. I definitely. What are you talking about? That's that's for real. He influenced the culture. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess, kind of, sort of. But more than anything, I mean, I was afforded these cool opportunities with big platforms in order, you know, to be able to get the recognition and then credibility and stuff that it led up to as as a footwear designer. And a big part of that is to do with skateboarding and skateboarding. You know, in the late '80s, early '90s coming into this you know th this this recognition that we need to create you know uh skateboard specific footwear you know what i mean and 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 at the offset of that that you know created a lot of opportunities for people like myself and other creatives within the industry to take advantage of right. um and so i just like i said i fell in love with the process i was understanding that you know skateboarding it's not going to last forever and i you know during that process i had kind of established in my mind this is something that i want to pursue yep. after skateboarding that was a good idea yeah that yeah. was a really really mm -hmm. good call mm -hmm. that, was, that was a strange time too because i feel like you were in one of those you were in that uh that era where coming into your peak of skating is when mm -hmm. skating was dying in popularity right 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 um but us as skaters watching you, I mean, I, you know, firstly recognize you as a skater and I would watch the tricks you do. Like you were, you were the mini ramp champ and you, you would do like, I still do my, my air to fakie, mm -hmm. weddle grab, mm -hmm. all, you know, previously known as mute grab. Uh -huh. I do it to fakie because of you. That's for That's real. That's awesome. Yeah. You, know, you would point your tail out and it looked cool because mm -hmm. it looked like a switch front side air, but it also gave you a high landing every time. Right. Right. So whenever you see me set up fakie, it's your trick. You know what's, what's cool about this? And it's almost kind of a full circle type of feeling. It's because you afforded me the opportunity for my first photo shoot in a magazine, which the article, Beyond article, um, that oh, you were yeah, doing yeah, for yeah. Transworld. Yeah. Oh, oh and, and that was that trick. Am I yes. right? <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's the trick I was doing. Uh, Grant Britton had shot the photo or whatever. But I was just so, well, first of all, Thank you. You know what I mean? For your just continual support, like just throughout my whole career. You know what I mean? And that that kind of being a pretty pivotal thing for me as well. I mean, that also kind of boosted my confidence at that point, kind of being the new guy coming up and, you know, just coming into the scene or whatever to have that validation and have, you know, have you invite oh. me and then have, you know, Grant Britton. It was just, you know, have Grant Britton shooting the photo. I'm at Tony Hawk's like, you know. It was it was amazing, but so I mean, you, you also, but you were really well rounded. So I, I say mini ramp, but like you were, with, you know, one of the kings of mini ramps, but also skating vert and stuff. But I remember, I just remember every time I'd see you skate anything, I'm like, I, he does every trick. Mm. <laughs> like he's got every single trick. I think that's what I wrote in the article. I was like, imagine yourself doing the hardest trick you could think of. Now picture Alfonso doing that trick because he probably did it. <laughs> right. I I 
I'm going to leave out names because we've touched on this story before, but the very first time I met you was at McGill Skate Park. Mm -hmm. And the way you skated was something that I would definitely be against, mm -hmm. even though I knew that you were obviously gifted. I was like, whoa, especially on mini ramp. I was like, oh my, I'm going back over the vert ramp. Whatever yeah. he's doing is, I, know, I didn't want to be here for this. It's too gnarly. I can't even, I felt like I was a 70s bowl skateboarder. And my brain was like, eh, I don't even know what you did. I can't even tell if you're going backwards or forwards. Like you did everything. Like Tony said, you could do everything. But you also came to the vert ramp and was doing, you got your street style, but you did like legit heavy hitting vert tricks. And I'm mm -hmm. like, who is this but he also, dude? There was a thing that you, you had, you still have it. I watched it happen yesterday yeah. where you look like you are, have no weight on your feet. And I still yeah. don't, I, like, I don't understand it. it. It looks like you're a feather. You did a back lip yesterday. It looked like there was like mm -hmm. it looked like even if you slammed, there would be no there would be no do mass a, to that slam. Mm -hmm. I'll do an M MMA analogy that nobody you two won't get. Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, one of the greatest MMA fighters of, that ever lived. Just the way he moved on the mat, his feet look like he kind of floated a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like his feet look like he weighed like ten pounds. Mm -hmm. You look like that when you skateboard. But getting back to that that. Uh, McGill skate park thing where there was a guy there that was older than us. I didn't know much about him, tattooed guy. So mm -hmm. I was figuring he's a cool guy. And him, he started falling off and dropping the end bomb when he'd fall off. Right. And I was like, that doesn't even, I don't even understand how that, that word is appropriate for falling. You mean you trying to say fuck, right? right. <laughs> yeah. What has end bomb got to do with anything? And then I look over and you're there. Right. And I'm 17. I don't even really, I never, met a black person. Mm -hmm. I know that that's bad. I watched enough movies to know that you don't appreciate that when you're a white guy. Right. And I was like, I thought you couldn't say that. And then he said it like four times. And I go, hey, what the fuck is that? And he goes, what are you going to fucking do about it? And I was, I was like, mm. I had no, re I was like, yep, you probably would beat the shit out of me. And I just went, meh. And no, I had no rebuttal because I didn't want to get punched in the face. Right. But he checked me that day for saying, why are you doing that? And we were set, you were seven, you were like same age as me. Yeah, we're yeah, 17, but, yeah, dude. Right. You're, tell, you're no, like a 28 like a year old years, dude yeah, saying that to kids, we're kids. Right. And I, and I remember you, that was the first time I ever saw racism in my life. And mm -hmm. I was like, are you okay? You know, like, am I bad? Cause I didn't do something like how, and then you kept skating and I was like, he's, He's like, you know what? Fuck those guys. Like, I'm going to keep skating. And I was like, man, he's a tough kid. But I was also, it was very confusing to me. I was not sure what to do. Or I felt like I didn't know how to talk to you after it. Right. I know you don't right. remember. because it's He remembered it as someone else. I remember well, which is hilarious that it, yeah. that it, you right. thought it was that other person. Right. You know, but, but at the same time, it's like, you know, that type of stuff probably went off my shoulders, you know, especially coming from those guys. Because I'm figuring those dudes are kind of on their way out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I was kind of closer engaged with the Ternanskis and the MTs right. and what their, the what their thoughts and their, you know, and plans were for the future. And I know that the position, the position that they're in with their new brand was just kind of more or less a way to kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, get them out there. So they weren't here. To, they weren't here to stay. So, I mean, I wasn't really too concerned. Oh, mate, Jason Ellis here for Hawk versus Wolf. <clears throat> I don't know if you can see my sweet mustache, but I just made that yesterday. With, yes, you got it, Manscaped, the ultimate trimmer. I don't know if you can see, but right here I have a little, it's very little, light bit of beard that you can barely see, but also helps uh, cover the face, 
because I'm melting. Uh, my skin is coming off because I'm 50. And if I have this little fake beard here, it makes me look less wrinkly. And then the moustache just makes me balls to the wall. Uh, I, I, intimidating. That's the look that I'm trying to go for. I mean, I've, I've already beat up several people with my moustache. And thanks to Manscaped, I really know how to keep that thing looking tight. So if you want to join the team, you'd be crazy not to. Go to manscaped.com slash hawkwolf, like as in this program that you're listening to. Uh, manscaped.com slash hawkwolf. Get 20% off. 20% is a good deal. for a real, They're the future. They're ahead of everybody in the shaving world. This is the cutting edge of shaving. Manscaped, run the game. Join us and get a deal. Manscaped.com slash hawkwolf. Interesting. So you're you're kind of your confidence in yourself and what you guys are all doing. You were like, whatever, you'll be fucking gone in a couple of years anyway, turd face. I mean, the, you were right. the, the momentum was already there for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, mean, I would feel it when I'd go to McGill's. You know, I, I was in Fallbrook with my own ramp, but I'd go to McGill's and I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, you eight know, street with, guys ain't playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I lived in the eight yeah. street house, like within I don't know which which time it was that I came here, but at one point I was in a house with just straight up street dudes. Mm -hmm. The Donga, Sheffy, uh, you were there, uh -huh. uh, Sal Barbier. Yeah, like yeah. It was all the big street dudes. And, I, and, and I'm just like the vert dude who had a really pissy attitude towards street skating. Like if anyone <laughs> asked me, I was like, you guys are fucking terrible. And they uh -huh. were like, at one point, Sal and I got into a discussion about it. You might have even been a part of it at one point because I was so annoying and disrespectful. <laughs> it was, it was pretty, it and was pretty were, abrasive. I remember you used to, you used to be bigger on, big, bigger than me and Fred Olandi and you used to pick on me and Fred, Fred Olandi, but you, we used to always like kind of try to team up on you like talking shit. Right. Like, it would always be a group of dudes coming at me and I'd be like, whatever, fucking jump rent. Why don't you grab the fucking, you know what I mean? And, and it was, I was so confident in my bashings uh -huh. that they were like, He's an idiot, but he can't see it. He's absolutely positive he's winning this argument. So, <laughs> and they get so irritated the by it. The irony is that if Alf engaged in it, he could go to the vert ramp and destroy everyone. Yeah. yeah. So and, it's like and I was aware of that. <laughs> that's why maybe, I don't know, you were always, because I knew you could do both. So I'm like, I'm not, you don't count. Like, <laughs> if he got into it too much, I'm like, dude, you did like a one-footed big twist. I don't, I can't do that. Like, I'm going to shut the fuck up. But but those other guys, because Sel was super into jump ramps. And I right. I, I saw a reaction, and that's what it was. As soon as I said a jump ramp thing, he was like, what? I don't jump ramp. And I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, man, let's get a jump ramp on the flat bottom uh -huh. and do a demo, yeah. And he's like, fucking shut up. And the guy said, drive him insane. <laughs> Donger and Sheffy, best of friends. Mm -hmm. Never a dull moment. I would go street skating with them, and I can't street skate. I would just hang out. Like, maybe I'd ollie off a curb or something. Well, these guys were making video parts and I never was bored or I was like, wow, they it really taught me respect for for the streets. Like mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. My friends in Australia, not good. What these guys are doing, very good, very skilled, very like dangerous, all those. What was that big bank that people were getting towed into? That was that uh, Sheffy... San Pasquale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple of like down. I'm like, dude, you're flying. You know what yeah. I mean? The, the rail he was growing. I'm like, that is dangerous. Yeah. You yeah. guys are how crazy! Level. How crazy was the Eighth Street house? It was Eighth a ridiculous, house. nice thing. family neighborhood. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like manicured lawns everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like green twelve foliage, dudes, dude. Like yeah. not even right? four. Like, like, you know, and then you come to the team house. Like all the grass was all tore up. 
Danny had his big GMC. He just turned 16. He had his big GMC <laughs> in the front. Such a ridiculous James Frazier was out there washing it for, you know, a couple of bucks or whatever. And, like, there was always kind of people skating up front, and, like, the neighbors would always complain. Yeah. It was it was wild times because it was— at, And at, A-Shape at, was, was just paying the rent. Yeah, yeah. yeah because, and they had everybody because it was A-Shape, Planet Earth, and what was the other company? Uh— Eight Street, Planet Earth, and then what? Iron Cross or whatever for a know, second. They had, everybody goes in that house regardless. Right. So usually it kind of worked, but at Tuss and Ben and myself being in that house, it was definitely like poking. But what some it what people. it what it started what it started off being it was it was Trinansky and uh, and um, T Mag lived there, and then they, right. they, oh. they that's where they got the work done. That's where they edited all the videos and stuff like that. And then oh, from okay. there. I have a, I have a story about that. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, they're right. And, and then from there, you know, the team writers would come and stay and have input, whatever. Yeah. And, and then after a while, it's like once momentum started going. They then, moved them then, out. Yeah, then Mag and uh, Trinancy bought homes or whatever. Right. And then- so I remember Donger and Sheffy had the best rooms. Like mm. Donger had a balcony and shit, so we'd all hang out in his room. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, if you're me, B-team vert guy, you're just a couch guy. That's and then, <laughs> and then uh, Andrek, Andrek lived there. Do you remember when Andrek lived there? You were there? I do not remember Dave Andrek living there, but I do remember having some some times with da- Dave and being a guy that really loves doing Andrek, especially back then, mm-hmm. and being a guy that respected his elders. Uh-huh. And Dave just being like a kind of loose like, yeah, Alex, like, woo! like, I don't even care what you're saying. Like, let me tell you another story about the 70s. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like tell me another story about the 70s. Like, I go into his office and he had a photo of the Andract, or maybe I got a cover doing it or whatever. He's like, you know who invented that, right? I'm like, what are you, are you serious, yeah, dude? Right. Yes, I yes, know. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe you're asking me right now. Yes, I'm aware that you invented this maneuver. Thank you. Yeah, your name being David Andrak is not a coincidence. Yeah. I understand. And that you have, your office has a giant poster of you doing an Andrak behind you in your <laughs> office, which is I I back it. If I invented that, I would have had I'd be a tattoo oh, of that yeah. on my face. Okay, he was he was hometown hero, of San Diego and Oasis. My first my first actual skateboard that was a brand name skateboard was an Andrak. Your videos, the ones with you, the grooves on it, that one right there. Boom, there it is. Your the old raver. videos that you post or that you've shown me in the past has given me more respect for Dave Andrak because I feel like there was times there where you were like, nobody was doing this, dude. And look at this aerial. And I'm like, that is a giant. Yeah, he was the first one to do what we call a bio air. Like mm-hmm. a bio was. Bio. Oh, yeah, bio. Are you kidding? 80s. Dude, that was so bio because uh, yeah. Steve Austin is six million dollar man. He was yeah. bionic. Oh. So. Oh, cool. He bio. And then this one contest at Big O. Big O had a channel. It was a capsule pool. It had a channel. And you could come as far as you want back and roll in. And for one of his runs, he just decided, I'm going as big as anyone's ever gone. Yeah. Pushed from like beyond the crowd. <laughs> like parted, you know, part of the sea it's of like the crowd. like 10 minutes for him to get to the park. Came in. Yeah. Came in and blasted an air that was like six feet and, and bailed. But everyone's just like. Dude, you just flew. That guy right. just came in from a rocket ship, right. went back, tried it again, bailed again, went back, tried it again, made it. That was his run. And oh, that right. is what the only thing anyone remembers from that contest. Right. I was under the stands watching from between the banners. No way, right, dude. Just <laughs> so little like, as tracker hell. banner, rector banner. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> so awesome. cool. Yeah. Anyway, so I know that. But, but I was going to tell you, I went to that house one time. Because uh, I didn't have a professional editing system at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was doing birdhouse videos. So I'm editing them on VHS mm-hmm. through a video toaster. Like that's how I did the effects. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is all super nerdy. But I had to master it to a beta tape. Mm-hmm. And 
I had no way to do that. And someone said, Tony had that gear. And I hit up Tony and I went there super late one night and I felt bad because I mastered my video, but it was late. And I think the A Street house was sort of on its way out as a oh yeah, yeah. You know, party house. Mm-hmm. And someone had a baby. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Hmm. That wouldn't have lasted long. Let me think Yeah, so I feel was. like it was maturing as a space. Mm. I'm not sure. Somebody anyway, long her. story short, I finished super late. And when I left, I woke up the baby and I felt like shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it's still to this day, it's like, like, oh, man, I can't believe I Who had the woke baby? Up the baby. Was it I Mag? I want to say it was like 93. What's that? Was it Mag? Did he, like his no, one baby? I, mean, I don't know. Shane, I feel like Shane, Shane was already older. around. Yeah. Shane would have been older by then. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but then uh, through those years, it was funny. I became Alf's personal filmer for a hot minute. Dude, he was, uh, I mean, yeah, he, he, he was, he was so gracious. So I would call him, like, yeah, I've got no one to film. I had, a, I had a hard time getting people to film me or whatever. From time yeah. to time. I'd call him and always be gracious. Like, to, like, well, he's we in Oceanside. Just- I'm in Fallbrook and I got a video camera and like, are we talking street? Like, yeah, you're following, yeah, we you're following no, him? There's, there's, there's yeah. lines. Yeah. Yes. No, there's, yeah. there's footage on the A Street video that he filmed of me. Are you trying to film something the same day or just you out there to film else get a line? Well, it, Mostly it was him. I yeah, mean, he was mostly filming me, yeah. but we did end up at Oceanside uh, High, whatever, on one of the one of the little film trips. And you you did the ollie over the gap thing. There was like a like a, a wedge thing into a curb cut. Remember? No. I don't know if you remember. I mean, <laughs> anyways, there wasn't really much that went down on it. Kane Gale did like a pretty awesome three sixty flip or whatever. But I remember we hit you. Know, we hit that spot. I I I did film you ollieing over that, but it was mostly him filming uh, me. Yeah. Do you feel like Elf influenced always, your street skating? Uh, sure. Yeah. Like, I feel like now from watching, like, all your 90s flip tricks and ledge stuff, like, didn't you guys post something the other day, a frontside blunt slide thing where it was just super apparent that you both go into the same position on it? You put, you know, Oh, was it the back tail to front blunt? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah back tail, front, front blunt, transfer on, 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 on a double-sided yeah, curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that you said I shot yours. At, yeah, in, in yeah. Oceanside. Yeah, in Oceanside. At the, at the right? golf course, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was That's so crazy. We, we, I mean, yeah, it was there was there was a definitely a couple of years where our lives paralleled because we were in the same area and we're skating. When there wasn't a whole lot happening, it would be you and me, probably Barra mm-hmm. was at my house. Costin was there a lot with mm-hmm. Steve, and then I would come home and they'd have my car, like because we we had I think we had an extra car at the time. I, you must have because yeah. this is the story that I always tell. It's like maybe like a week into you know knowing Tony or whatever, and I I don't know what happened to my car. It broke down or something. Anyways, long story short, I didn't have it for a week. Barely knowing Tony and him being my hero, like lets me borrow his car, and I've, I've got his car for like a week, and it's parked in my house. I don't live I don't live in the nicest neighborhood, you know, yeah. at, at the time or whatever. But oh, I was don't it know. The Civic? It was your Civic. Yeah, yeah that was, was the, the Civic I bought from Gator. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It no had, had an awesome stereo system yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was we, the first car I ever saw that was like, wait, you could do all that extra stuff to yeah, a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And With so, tinted windows, ex- like, you know, so aftermarket this, stereo. Is this him, like, on the way out that. financially and him selling you that car because he needed the money? That was um, probably just a little bit before no, that. No, before that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think he was yeah. he was upgrading. That was, oh, okay. and, and I was in, in a, becoming into a financial crisis mm. because I had a child on the way and… I was starting to, you know, start my own company, and yeah. and that's where, that's where we connected for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, well, I was going to get on Birdhouse earlier on, 
but I kind of I, I didn't pull the trigger because I was like, man, all the dudes just kind of left Eighth uh, Street or whatever, and oh, so Mag's yeah. got you know got no one. So you know, I, I end up sticking around, but it was it was something that was always in the back of my mind. That. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm so We're actually sorry. here to tell you what an asshole you are, Elf. And, why'd you do that? And so no. I actually, I, I, I end up drawing the the very first yep. Birdhouse Project yep. logo. Yep. Man, you history for you. Always. Which one was that in there? It was the one that had the uh, B and the P connected. But the P was backwards. No, that was O's. O did that one. <clears throat> right. I forget. So I forget exactly how it was. The it, it was it was, was it, the B was it in a the circle. P. No, it was it was in a square. I think. Or, or a rectangle, if I remember correctly. Like the, very, like the very first one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the one that I thought, oh, did maybe. You did it. No, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. With the, and it was uh, red and blue and yellow? Um, I, for, I forget what it was. I just remember the B and the P connected. Man, we're getting deep. Yeah. It's pretty sick, though. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, too, we, uh, we both got picked for a get Levi's, Levi's commercial? Yeah, it was Levi's. Like uh, oh, so, that would have been ninety four. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I'm bad with dates, but I remember that. Yeah, it was yeah. probably what, like four hours north. Yeah, in up the, in uh, up in the Salt Flats. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So we, he and I, got got the commercial, and we're we're both weren't making money at the time, so we're yeah. like, whoo, we got a commercial, and yeah. and we had to learn how to. It sucks because I can't find that commercial anymore. I know. I know. We both had to learn how to kite surf, but kite That's skate. What it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did that. Yeah. So we had, there was, we had to train. There was a couple of days of training. I think one was oh, in, in Santa Monica. One was in Santa Monica. Yeah. And then when we got on location, um, we were trying to, you know, figure that out again. Was it, it, was, it, it was, I remember it being kind of, it was pretty hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we had to ride boards with those off road tires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The super yeah, heavy. The boards. Tall they don't ones. work. Yeah. I know. With the I've risers that are this yeah. high. Yeah. And so we had to learn how to ride those, mm-hmm. which sucked because they, have you know they're they, logs you can't slide it's them it's a log board you, you, right yeah, and it, you those tires get weighed. wheel bite you get wheel bite on yeah. tires right which is over i've mm-hmm. bombed a, uh, a snowboard hill without snow on one of those before mm-hmm. and i was like oh we yeah. went we went up there for a, a fun time and after about half an hour i was like okay bullshit <laughs> let's go home mm-hmm. but what we had to learn how to do was to actually use wind and, and sort of traverse back and right. that that was really hard because yeah. you can go get the wind pull you all day yeah and then you're just gone yeah i get that with sailing one time i sailed uh my 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 uncle in new zealand uncle harry taught me how to sail when i was like 11 so i don't i thought i knew how to sail and then i went on a vacation this is before i really could afford vacations but it was carrie hart and pink's wedding and they invited us so that's how i got to be on so they were like they got married on an island then it was like a Four Seasons island. And one side had some ways and the other side had some sailing. And I went out there and I'm like, <laughs> can I, I'm like, I'm going to sail one of, those, one of those catamarans. And my wife at the time goes, can you sail? And I'm like, yeah, I sailed with Uncle Harry when I was uh-huh. a kid. <laughs> so these people just give me the fucking thing. And I'm like, see ya. You know what I mean? <laughs> and of course, the wind is going the right way for me to go out. And I'm like... Bam, and I'm like, see you later. Like, fucking idiots think I couldn't sell, you fucking idiots. You know what I mean? And then I get all the way out there. And I'm like, well, I should probably turn around, getting pretty far. And then I turn around and there's no wind. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like jerking the rope. I'm like, oh, well, how would you make the wind get you back? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to act like I'm hanging out, mm-hmm. not 
actually trying to go back. And then my wife said that she said the whole time she was like, it was super obvious that you were just lost and you were trying to just hold it down. And then somebody had to get a boat minute. and come and get me. But, but it was stuck out it, there. But that wasn't really a thing. No, no, right? no, no. And no, so they demanded that we would do that. We we tried out for the commercial mm -hmm. just as skaters. Tried out. Yeah, yeah we auditioned. Yeah. So yeah. there was a lot of you at one point. And you two it, got it. It. I, it was just mainly, as I remember, it was just me and you. And then just random extra. No, no, but I'm saying, but when, in the audition process, yeah. when we were auditioning for it, mm -hmm. it was. You mean we were the only skaters that right. came out to the audition? I feel I like at so. that time there were there were a few randos that would get called. And right. You know they used to skate or whatever, and they'd show up with yeah. Their so that would, Valterra, and they'd be like, yeah, bro, I skate. Right. Ugh. So I think it, I mean, as far as the real skateboarders that actually you know were yeah. pro skateboarders, I think it was just me and Tony, and then the rest were just kind of random. People. Yeah, there good were models they, and and then it's they a good had thing us bouncing they on a trampoline at one point. What? Oh, okay, I vaguely remember that. So yeah. the, bouncing on a trampoline just in Levi's with no shirt on or some shit. No, you know, I, it, as I recall it, it's, it, it was for one of these shots that they they're shooting up the sky and you know I mean you you're just, oh, like you're getting, shots, you're getting pulled you know I mean? up yeah. into the sky by this thing, but um, it was so random. But it was it was directed by Joe Pitka and Joe Pitka directed Space Jam. Space Jam, right? So for us, we we're like, <laughs> yeah, we. We made it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Levi's commercial director. And he was so gnarly. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, I remember him being so, pretty intimidated or intimidating. Oh, he, he was, was not a sweetheart with you guys. Oh. No, no, I think most movie directors probably intentionally aren't. They try to set the tone on there. I mean, it, it, all the different, uh, you know, uh, documentaries, whatever that I watch in regards to the movie making process. It seems like that's kind of like the through line he, is that he was notorious though for for being scary right yeah and i remember there was one point in that commercial you probably don't remember all this but i remember one point he kept trying to get me to do tricks mm -hmm. and i was like dude i'm this this not is possible. not the thing so i would try to do shove us and i kept slamming and he got mad at me wow because i was i'm like holding onto a kite trying yeah. to shove it on a board, on a dirt board. With, yeah with this with, high off the ground with actual wheel, rubber yeah. tires like was, a car it, but but at some point, um, I can't remember. I he he just kind of gave up on that shot, and then Alf comes up to me and he's like, he's like "Dude, guy was cursing you out like after you left." I'm like, "What was he?" He's like, "Nah." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Movie sets. No, are, no, no. But you were kidding about it. Right, you, right. You were, you were just. But we got me so paranoid because I was like, "Oh, like he's so mad at me." Like, you're <laughs> you're so sure, mad who you saying after you left? And I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, uh, you know, for a while in the 90s, uh, I think a few of us had agents and stuff that were doing the yeah. commercials, whatever on the side. But movie sets are, are gnarly. It's like they have this idea of what skateboarding is and what's possible in skateboarding just because they saw a couple of skateboard videos or, or whatever it is and stuff. Yeah. And you'll show up and there'll be like a crazy double kink fucking, you know, 15, flat 15 or some shit. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what you're going to do real quick, you're just, just going to hop on that and then do, I'm like, dude. No one's doing that. Right. And if they were, they're not doing it for your video, for right. for your commercial, for, you know. They're doing it one time and it's on video to make them the greatest skateboarder that ever lived. Right. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> yeah I feel like I've had a short spurt and stuff like that. And I, same thing, like Paul Black Mall Cop, he's like, can you jump that, uh, that door, the corridor? Uh, I was like, like just ride up the wall like Spider-Man and then fly across the wall. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, You've seen a vert ramp, right? You see the big curvy thing at the start that gets us to go in the air? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you want us to just build one of those? I'm like, that'd be 
that'd be awesome mm-hmm. if you could build one of those. That'll get me up there. And then I go there the next day and it's like two foot transition. Right. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I could, I might be able to get up on the wall, but I can't like do a six foot air from <laughs> right. a two foot. And he's, and I could tell he's like, what are you, what are you taught? It's, you said you wanted a curve. Right, right. There's a curve. <laughs> Fly. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. But you could tell he was like, man, we got the wrong guy. I'm like, get the right guy then. Get Tony Hawk to do a fucking 12 foot air off this two foot bank. Yeah, no, it's, but it's, instead, it's a crazy world. I mean, I'm sure you've seen quite a bit of it. Like, oh, here's a bank wrap. Let's see, let's see that 900. Always. You know what I mean? Every Where, like, they don't Even really have their But the, the thing about him. this commercial that we did, and I don't know, we keep dwelling on it, but, but I think that the, the problem was that they wanted us to do this crazy kite thing, but they thought that we could just float around and do skate tricks on the way. Yeah. with these off-road vehicles. And so, heavy. so they got frustrated at us, yeah. yeah. And at some point, I do remember, both of us were just bouncing on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was the shot. Right, right, yeah. They gave up on the kite thing. It didn't work. They got whatever they needed from it. Uh, and then but we're trying to overcompensate the rest with the trampoline shot. That commercial got buried. I can't, I, I've gone down the rabbit hole trying to find it. Right, it seems like there would be some kind of a little something, a little clip or a, you know, yeah, I, I, after, you know, we talked about it last time, I went to look for it myself and, yeah, you, can't Man, you just reminded me. I did the loop here, and that's gone. Can't find it. And oh, you, I'm sure Jared knows where it is. Like oh, I, you, yeah, I did the loop, and then it, the best thing about it, slow mo, and then Lance is there. Mm. So like one of my childhood I've seen, heroes. I've seen that. I've seen that. It was on the internet, but it disappeared because I tried to put it on my YouTube channel, and, and I'm like, "What? My loop is gone." I'm like, "Man, that was. I ain't doing that again." Right. Like I've seen that somewhere. We'll find it. But I wanted to talk to you about your skateboard thing that you're doing. Everybody with- skates. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So yes, I- everybody skates. But wait, also, also your your tribute to all the black skaters. Yeah, oh, that's what I meant. That yeah. is amazing. Okay, so um, so two things. Go ahead. For for February, uh, everybody skates. What we're doing is uh is creating we created a list of influential black skateboarders who have had an in, uh, an influence on skateboard culture. And I release that every February uh, with an updated list. And I get my um, Instagram audience involved in kind of suggesting names that they think belong on the list that weren't there. Oh, cool. I'm actually kind of wearing a shirt right now. You can, you can barely see it because it's white on white reflective. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but I'll give it a attempt to use the back. Oh, yeah. So basically. Yeah. Dang, that's a lot of guys. Hear me? And girls. So anyways, this year I decided I, I thought it would be cool to do a, um, a white on white and the ink is actually reflective. So at a certain angle, you can yep. kind of see the names pop off. And so, I don't know, it's one of my favorite things that- That's pretty cool. Does that mean make. if I go in front of a car at night, it gets all flashy? There you go. Yeah, Sweet. it might save your life. We got, yeah. my, my wife grew up, uh, her, my best friends, black skater in Detroit. She used to skate with him and um, she made sure his name was on there. Yes, yes, yeah. Cool. Warren. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I saw his message on Instagram as well. Yeah, I get- it's, uh, well, we threw him in there. I, I, he, right. was, he was reluctant to, to throw his hat in the mix. Like he's like, oh, I wasn't. He's like, you're influential in your in your area, and you right. bu- you build a vert ramp indoors. Like that's oh, that's that's, in, that's yeah, legit. like eighty four, eighty five. He yeah. made skateboarders yeah. right there. Anyone who builds a skate park makes skateboarders. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's all about. It's just kind of highlighting the uh, you know the in, the the influences of. Uh, of um, you know, influential black skateboarders in celebration and recognition of uh, Black History Month. It's a fun, it's a fun project. I mean, you know, people really get into it, and I get a lot of like, you know, people are stoked that I'm doing it and stuff. So, does I mean, it it's, make it's you awesome. want to do more stuff like that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. do you have plans to do more stuff? It like will. That? 
I, I, I'm, I do that. I do it every year, actually. And oh, okay. so the list continues to grow and grow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, now it's a three page Instagram. Post. Right. So, so, so yeah. So, so this year um, I re, uh, released it, the image on the board and it's getting to the point where probably next year or the following year, I might have to end up doing a top and bottom graphic. Mm. You know what I mean? To Still be able to cool, spread it out. Man. So it's, awesome. it's, it's growing. It's, yeah. yeah. It's growing. But tell us about how did everybody's skates uh, start? Because I'll just give you my perspective. Okay. I saw you putting stuff out there. Um, Cause obviously we've followed each other on social media for years, but I saw you putting stuff out there with sort of this, this mashup thing. Mm -hmm. And the most brilliant version of that was the Smith grind. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with Morrissey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I thought that was just your thing for fun. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I saw it's everybody skates mm -hmm. and it's a brand and you got a bunch of other ones, but right. it's great. Well, it How actually, did that start? That's so, what I'm saying. So basically, I mean, it, it didn't start with this bright idea in mind that I'm going to start a cool company and do this and do that and, you know, whatever. I got on social media and at first I was reluctant. I didn't get it. I didn't understand social media. I was like, so how, you know, what do I do? What do I post? Like, how do I even navigate this space? And so I just started kind of creating things, you know, that were amusing to me. And so I combined my like for, uh, you know, popular culture with skateboarding and started creating these images, you know, via Photoshop or whatnot. And, um, you know, one thing led to another, I started getting a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, people reposting these images and making a deal out of them. And so I started creating more. And then I started getting this overwhelming request uh, like of, oh, what are you doing with these? Why don't you put these on t-shirts? Why don't you know, whatever? And I had no, no idea to do it originally because it's like, I'm, you know, I'm designing footwear. I'm just kind of, you know, uh, content with that. But then after a while, I started hearing it so much that I was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and make a small run of teas or whatever. And, you know, to supply the demand on social media. Once I did that, I got the attention of Supreme uh, in LA and um, they were interested in carrying some of the shirts that I made. I printed up like, you know, five you know, you know, uh, styles or whatever and was able to get into uh, Supreme. Being in the culture for as long as I, I, I have been, I understood the significant of getting into Supreme because yeah, you, yeah, you can't just show up and get into Supreme. And yeah. so for the, for the sheer fact. I feel fact, like that door is never open to right. anyone. And you just right. accidentally got in there with like, hey, so which funny designs did right. you give to Supreme? So it was like, I had this, uh, the Smith grind. I think I had one with, uh, uh, that was inspired by Rick Ross that said boss on it and had him like front side tail sliding a, a ledge. But, oh, his yeah. body, but his body position was pretty funny because it's, uh, you know, obviously when you're, when you're like in action, it's something like this, but I found a picture of him. Where, his, where, where he, was, he was still heavier set and his hands were limping down. And it was just, it was funny to me. And it's like, that's, that's when I know I've got something is like when I'm putting it together and I'm just cracking up and I'm dying. And that was definitely one of the, one of those. And then I had another one. I, I, I think it was like Michael Jackson doing a method and just, you know, some other ones that were just kind of inspired by popular culture meat skateboarding. Is there, is there any, uh, copyright issues with those? Um, there hasn't been, I mean, for the most part, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm doing small volume, right? It's like I'm not in no shops. It's well, all. But you're it's in Supreme. All, well, yeah. At, at this point, it's like I scaled everything back. But now, when I was in Supreme, I was still kind of under the radar because I, I wasn't choosing to being in, in, in a lot of shops. So at the time I was in Supreme, I was probably in like a total of maybe ten or fifteen other shops. You know that that were uh, inspired by what I was doing because of they, them hearing that but I was. Did in you Supreme. get into any legal issues? No. Really? No. -uh. No. -uh. Oh, not that's yet. Great. Wow. I uh, was well, there was NWA. I don't, I, I don't know if she mentioned this, 
where you guys could, could edit out edit out later or whatever. But um, I I did get a call from an attorney. Okay. Um, for NWA. Um, yeah, I just ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> I just ignored it. And, <laughs> I just ignored it and it went away. So I don't I don't <laughs> I don't want to get myself. Yeah, in trouble. yeah, yeah. We'll move on. Yeah, yeah but no, it's question. not. But but that's the same thing that happened with skateboard graphics through the '90s. Right. By the time it was done someone might come in and say, hey, you can't do that. And it was over. And yeah, and, and that's oh, the okay. idea. Like, I mean, you know, if you're the attorney for, you know, NWA or whatever, you got way bigger fish to fry than yeah. me because I was just in the mall the other day and there's like, it's not even a kiosk. It's a straight store with like, it's a t-shirt store with, you know. Nirvana. Nirvana. NWA. There you go. You yeah. know what I'm talking I, about. Yes. Like all day long. Every, every other store in, right. on like Lower East Side yeah. in New York. It's exactly. Like it, but, yeah. but this is a legit mall. This is a Carlsbad mall. This isn't like, you know what I mean? This isn't like. Yeah, but these, these and you're stores saying, are legitimate uh, mm-hmm. spaces too. Mm-hmm. And they, they just run it. They right. don't have a, Who knows? the rights. It, it doesn't feel like they do. I'll tell you right. that. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I just have fun with it. Like I said, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's my uh, platform. It's, it's my creative expression and you know people like it and they you know get into it but it's like i'm not like i mean truth be told i'm not like selling a gazillion shirts you know what i mean it's more of a you know a a a, 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 a passion you know what but I mean? that evolved into the the skateboard collab. yes 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 so yeah um in just my creative expression and 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 these ideas that i come up with to kind of expand what the definition of everybody skates uh is i came up with the idea to do these uh dual collabs you know what I mean? Where I'm taking, where I'm combining pros. Um, for instance, I took uh, Tony. Christian and Tony, right? Yeah, I took Christian and Tony. Hulk Zoe. And uh, I did a mashup uh, and, and called it, there you go, the Ha Soy. Check this out. <laughs> I was pretty excited about it's that. It's such a sick idea. So, yeah, I mean, this is like, I'm so thrilled to death. Like I said, I mean, you know, this is this is kind of like the initiation of kind of the, the board collab idea. And yeah. so to start here with Christian and Soy and Tony Hawk, it's like I had to, you know, it, it, it was tough to think, uh, you know what I mean, of how I can kind of maintain that level of, yeah, you know, right, of awesomeness because it's like, I mean, I, I kind of but it would, it would up, take, off the top. That's the thing, though, that that's what you're, you, you have such a unique position because it, it would take you to do something like that mm. and for Christian and me to agree to right, it. Right, right, right. someone else approached us, be like, what's your, right. you know, what's your angle? What's the, and yeah. we're just like, oh, Alf, yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we signed those things within a week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, super and, cool. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that so much because it's like, it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? It's like, I had to set up like, do you know what 300 or 500 boards look like? You know what? It's crazy. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else. Like, do you, hey, everybody, have you ever signed a thousand things? Most people haven't had like a stack of things where you just sign, sign, sign because you'd be surprised. I did a poster with him and we signed, I don't know, like a thousand. And all of a sudden I was like, my back hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, your back hurts from signing things? That's odd. But mm-hmm. if it gets to that number, mm-hmm. it's actually pretty torturous. Well, when it's you kind see of- them all laid out and you realize you don't have enough room for all of them to be laid out at the same time. Right. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what it's like. It's like, so I'd be signing them and then his family was helping. So yeah, yeah, they're always like his helping. wife would be grabbing them as I uh-huh. sign them and then placing another, another layer down. Um, but I did 2,500 once in one sitting. So I'm not phased by no, 500. That's, yeah, right. But You're, nonetheless, it's like, I'm all, I'm, I'm just, I'm just stoked. I'm just stoked. And in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe these collabs. I'm, I'm seriously doing a collab with Krishna Soy and Tony Hawk. Like, I can't believe. And then, so 
I got the board set up for Tony to sign, and I respect and value how busy this man is. I get and it. And so I'm, I got it laid out all across his property here, and I'm just like, I know, I know he said he'd sign it, but I just feel, I, I just, you know, I know he's, I feel like he's <laughs> yeah. gonna walk in and be like, all right, Alf, I don't, no, come on, you know what I mean? So thank you. I what appreciate are, what that. What are the other collabs? So the other collabs that I've done was, okay, so I, I did Hensley, right? So Ooh. I did, yep. So I did Hensley one, and- I, I, one, one of the, one, I think the one that I did actually before the uh, Hosoy was me and Steve Caballero, where I did the Alf Cab. Yeah. Which oh, yeah, is, yeah, yes. Oh, which, yeah. which is a play off of the name, you know, Alf Cab or whatever. And so basically what that is, was I kind of, uh, you know, took inspiration from the, you know, Caballero Dragon graphic yeah. and, and combined it with, you know, Alf, the sitcom character from yeah. the 80s or whatever. The guy that eats with, cats. Yeah, the guy that yeah. eats cats. So, you know, ever since that show came on, everyone started calling me Alf. And so I've kind of utilized him, you know, from time to time as kind of my little mascot. So that's how we had the uh, Alf cab. From there, the Hosoy. And then um, I did the uh, Matt Hensley, Ray Barbie uh, graphic, <sighs> which, I mean, I've, I've, I've had this idea swimming in my mind for uh, quite some time. And to be able to actually make it a reality was such a thrill to me. And they both signed those? And they both, yeah, they're, they're, they're both autographed. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. And so basically what it is, it's, uh, you know, Ray Barbie's ragdoll character. Swinging that swinging around the pole, uh, inspired by the Matt yeah, Hensley graphic, yeah. the eight street Matt Hensley graphic yeah. of him swinging around the pole. Um, the one after that was a the Tommy Gonzalez, so basically Tommy Guerrero, Mark Gonzalez. Yeah. And so, what I did was I took the flames from uh, Tommy's classic, yeah. you know, Bones Brigade graphic, and um, one of Mark Gonzalez's characters from uh, from his pro model, so he's actually sitting in the flames or whatever, and on okay. the tail, on the tail. In flames, it says Tommy Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. So that um, I have. When's this airing? Uh, three weeks. Yeah, just three weeks. Give or take. Two okay. Or three weeks. So that will be pretty close. Depends how good it is. <laughs> what so, is that? <laughs> we'll pump him up. The pressure. We'll, we'll oh, give him. It's that late. If it comes out late, he's gonna be like, "Man, I did the worst." Like, <laughs> that's not how we do it. Dude. Just for the record, no. we've never bumped anybody ahead because it's so good. If anything, it gets. Drag back because we know it's so good. It's only one yeah, time. Yeah, that's what it is. If it comes out late, it means because we have to good. hold on to it. Yeah. It was so stellar. Okay, fair enough. So this is coming out next year. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no so I have a, I have a really uh, awesome. Well, I, I like to think all the collabs that I'm doing is awesome, but I'm pretty thrilled with the next collab that I'm doing because it's with our buddy Danny Way. Yeah, and we have some good history together as well. So, uh, is it you and Danny? It's me and Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so I love that. So, Pretty what's the skateboard company called, or is it? It's, I- well, it's 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 under Everybody Skates. But see, okay. that's the thing about Everybody Skates. It's like I I I look at what I'm doing with Everybody Skates much less a brand than it is an artist's project. You know, what I mean, with me kind of being the artist and me like you know uh, leaning on some of my buddies and my connections through the industry to you know to you know, to create these cool ideas and be able to facilitate the art and stuff like that. So it's not always about making it on a skateboard. It could um, be a t-shirt, could be whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's just whatever's best for the medium. Yeah, you, it's it's mainly t-shirts. Right. I'll do a lot of ideas on t-shirts and then I'm able to, the cool thing about modern technologies now is like I'm able to, uh, I don't I don't have to sit on a whole bunch of, you know, uh, inventory, right? I do uh, a lot of direct-to-garment, you know, printing. Yeah. Um, I have a, a source not too far from where I live that allows me to, and, and, and the significance of that is it allows me to be as creative as I want and be able to, you know, uh, create, you know, heaps of designs, you know what I mean? To be mm-hmm. able to offer uh, 
where if I had to do it all screen print, usually screen printers want um, some kind of a minimum of okay. 144 pieces. So then you're out, you know, a, you know, a, a thousand or more. And then you've got a whole inventory that you need to kind of sell through before you move on to your next project, right. and next project, and next project. Yep. Um, but, you know, the modern technology of, of, of being able to uh, direct to garment print my designs allows me to have, you know, to offer, you know, tons of designs. Because right. it's like I don't, you know, I don't really have to inventorize them to um, have as quick of a turnaround as I would if I had everything in inventory. Wait, okay. you, you mean you really have created a, a kind of supreme vibe with mm -hmm. your deck releases because they're a limited run. Yeah. Right. And right. that drop happens and they sell out immediately uh, yeah, yeah. and there's resale. Mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's… Like I said, I mean, I, I stand on the shoulder of giants and for the fact that you guys, you know, uh, you know, uh, are, you know, on board with this cool idea of mine, it is, it is allowed it to, you know, uh, to be an exciting project for a lot of people. You know no, what I mean? And so great. these, these things have been selling out like, you know, two and a half minutes. When you did time. the first ones in orange, mm -hmm. with, that was a, a smaller release. Right. <clears throat> you gave me two of the, whatever was it 250 maybe or 200? I think, I think the first ones was 133, if I remember. Okay, 133. Yeah. So you gave mm -hmm. me two of those. Mm -hmm. And then we did a fundraiser for a family whose uh, the, the father and the family passed away. And they fetched, mm -hmm. like, I want to say there was like five or 10 grand. Yeah, someone, yeah, I heard about that story. And someone said it, someone had, it, it, it fetched $12,000. That was it, $12,000 mm -hmm. for, for both of them. Yeah. Because so Mike Frazier was sort of, was was the point person, right? And they kept DMing him offers and DMing mm -hmm. offers. He just took the two highest offers mm -hmm. as you guys both get it for this price. Yeah, we have two. And because awesome. you those they were so sought after. Right, right, right. Yeah, and so that's yeah, that's the other awesome thing as well. So you can you can like check online and any of the collabs that I just mentioned with the uh, Hasoy, the Tommy Gonzalez, the Ray Barbie, Matt Hensley. It's like. Literally two days uh, after they sell out, you'll see. You know, you go. You can go look on uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what's the shopping? Rails. Uh, eBay. eBay. Yeah, you can look on eBay, and they're like, you know, nine hundred bucks, twelve hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So, yeah, stoked. That's it. Yeah. But did you page like? I know that you're stoked on people helping you out. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, like Tony and stuff. But you are. You have paid your your rent and then some and you're a guy that if you want to design something for me like i'd go fuck yeah because i you're oh, yeah. you're our guy like i can't i don't even know i don't know anybody that's better than you at design and stuff in all of my uh facets of life like all oh, the people you. i know i'm like you know I, I, the only reason i wouldn't ask you is because i'm like Look at your shoe company. Mm -hmm. Look at the boards and the thing. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm oh, not asking got, him for anything. I made a joke before the show. We got brewing right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened? We can't talk about it. Yeah, okay, we yeah. got something going on. It's I'll very figure exciting. it out, you guys. Sorry. I'll, I'll get to, I'll get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. dude. I'm so, it's, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. You're yep. always doing that. He does that all the time. I'm trying to make you uncomfortable, but you're like, you're the fucking two. Well, it was, it was, it, it <laughs> we could all say it. We're all. He's helped but, us all, and he but, continues. But it, did, to. it did come through because he, he did these. So, and I just remember, like, oh my, Alfred's such a talented artist mm -hmm. and creator, and we need help on this project. And I was like, get him yeah. to do it. And then he came in and offered to do it for free. And I was like, no, you're not doing it for free. Right. Well, maybe the first one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, and kidding. honestly, dude, uh, it, like, dude, you've helped me so much in ways that you don't even know. Uh, it, I, 
you know, and and I extend the offer every time. Anytime oh, you need my help, whatever I am right. there. So it's anytime, been, it's been great. Yeah, no, I do want to tell this one story uh, that I, I've told many people this story because it always was fascinating to me, and it showed how talented you are at skating. We would we used to skate Plan B ramp all the time. It was the only vert ramp. <laughs> Right in San Diego, I was lucky that I had access to it. It was it was obviously Danny's ramp, but um, I would go there. I can't remember. I feel like I would go with Joe Johnson and Kevin Staub. Yeah, like that was that was pretty much it. You know, we would go and we'd be there. The Ponytail squad, and, but, but it was it was it was an office, and right. they just had a ramp in the back. So yeah. whatever, we, and and it was ninety four ish. No one's skating vert, and we would just be there all day working on tricks to no audience. <laughs> to no, you know. And um, you came in one day, and I think you came in just to get stuff. Mm-hmm. And because it was Plan B and DC, maybe? Uh, plan B and like Type A and like uh, Edward yeah. Sebastian or something so like he, that. Yeah. He came in, and he, and he comes in the bag. He's like, oh, you guys are skating. What's up? Cool. Oh, maybe I'll skate a little bit. Puts on his pads. Starts skating. We're all trying whatever. We're all on some mission. And then he just starts messing around with Nolly 540s. And then he starts spinning Nolly 540 off the flat wall. I've never seen anyone try it. Mm-hmm. And then he starts Nolly 540, grabs it. Within probably 10 tries, he made a Nolly Melon 540. NBD, never been done. We're all like, what just, ha- what happened? And then… Just got McCann Takes left. off his pads. <laughs> hey, good to see you guys. Bye. Like, what? You don't, you don't do that. You don't yeah. just breeze in to vert. Yeah, it's some bullshit. Do a trick no one's ever done easily. And then like, peace out. I'm so stoked that you remember that. And I, I, I smile every time you tell the story because like, no, I, that was, you know, I, I remember that, but I, that, I, that doesn't really exist anywhere. I think someone filmed it, but and uh, I might Probably Sean Mortimer would used to go there and shoot me. Well, he'd always shoot me trying mm-hmm. 900s, but there were a few, few tricks that I was on a mission for there, uh-huh. like switch me twist. Um, uh, I can't remember what else, but. There were a few tricks that I really wanted to get done and mm-hmm. I just went on a mission to do. And then you came in, like I said, within 10 minutes and got that trick. Mm-hmm. And he he probably shot it. I probably lost it on some high eight tape. Uh-huh. But uh, but it's seared in my memory. And and like I said, it just showed that how skilled you were because it was all street then. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That was the only for ramp. Mm-hmm. You weren't yeah, there. Was. I was there all the time. Mm-hmm. I know you weren't there. And you just came in like, I remember skating vert. Yeah, yeah. See how Asshole. this goes. I know. <laughs> That's That was the thing. It was just like, how dare he? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, fives, I mean, fives, believe it or not, I mean, you, you probably couldn't tell for the, some, from some of the attempts yesterday. That was my go-to thing. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, I, you I, had melon fives all day. I had, I'd convinced myself that once I got a hold of the board, that was the hardest part I was going to land. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? because he's Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, yeah I, had, I had this Lightfoot thing. <laughs> yeah. He's I not mean, the guy that lands and overturns because he pushed it too far. No. I have, I have I done am. that. You though. have done that. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, I, I chicken neck big time on, on a hocus pocus slam section where I was like, my whole neck almost came off. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I feel like you did that once and learned your lesson. We just keep doing it. Yeah, no, no, I, I well, think you're right. Choice. Then I start. <laughs> then I started kind of uh, doing it where it was more uh, under rotated, where I'd come in and carve into my. Yeah, five that's, yeah, yeah. you that's slide your yeah. landing. Yeah. That's yes. Mm-hmm. You do that on one footed, five forties on the extension at McGill's. Is that what you did? You would do the one-footed five off the extension? That, no, I would do the setup air off the extension. And then the, what the opposing wall was the uh, one-foot tail grab 540. I it just yeah. looking like it's not right. And it just worked tail out so perfect. Tail grab 541 footer. I think he's the king of that shit. Tail grab 541 footer. 
I think I, I I think the 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 big part about that was the way that Sturt filmed it, the way Dan Sturt. You, yeah, you, yeah. You're talking about that footage with the slow mo and the clouds. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he, a I talent. He made for it, sure. Yeah, he made it look more spectacular than probably what really was. Sure, yeah, that was did. you guys. Like Sampa Squall, mm-hmm. that stir, that was lightning in a bottle. Like mm-hmm. that was amazing. The, right. The, the footage, even though the technology wasn't there, it really was dramatic. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you remember, Dan Stewart used to drive around with those, the insulated reflective, like aluminum, you know, it's like the, the insulated oh, yeah. foam boards that have the aluminum foil or whatever yeah. that you can get at the Lowe's or the uh, Home and Depot. And shooting video and photos at the same yes. time. Yeah. Yeah. And so he had he had he had the Ford Escort, the suit the the seats gutted out, the passenger seat gutted out, and every equipment you could possibly need in order to get your job done: bolt cutters, like toolbox, shovels, <laughs> like the reflective the reflective two of the reflective things, which each each were probably get three inches thick, you know, strapped to his roof. Yeah. He was he was not playing. Yeah, he was on another like he would be in the mountains taking photos of you on the vert ramp and then he'd show up like an hour later and I'm like, What's up? He's like, Oh, I was just taking some photos from you in the mountains. You know what I mean? And I'm like, What why? Yeah, I think he used the sniper shots uh of your Fallbrook ramp. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He used to, I used to always hear stories about him snipering shots like you know, because it was all up in the hills or whatever, and he'd be up. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't benefit him. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just wanted to do it. He just wanted. Oh to yeah, be yeah. Like, it was a mission. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he just he wanted missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the more subversive, the better. Yeah, I I, I, I he thought was he was down. amazing. I thought he was like uh, to me one of those people that brought the best out in me. Yeah, he. Yeah, know, I had me too. so much respect for his ability. Mm-hmm. So when he had little respect for me not making it immediately mm-hmm. it just I've, i grew up with that like if mm-hmm. you don't if you don't like me for not doing stuff and i need to do it right now or i'm a pussy i'll do it mm-hmm. like he had it with a i told tony the story where mm-hmm. he just pulled the uh the film out and ripped it out like pulled it all out and was like well that's pretty much the whole point of watching you like uh-huh. <laughs> are we doing it or are we doing it and i'm like did you just throw the film Fuck you, dude. I, I had that same experience. I made a, a frontside cab revert because he was shooting it because I didn't want to let him down. Right. And that was in like 97, 98. Yeah. I was unable to do that again in my life. I would try it over. I would try it on this ramp mm. endlessly. And I was like, how did I ever do that? It was because he was filming me. I was, and I was intimidated. He felt like, I felt like if I didn't make it in like five tries that he was going to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Like I felt a couple of times there, I was like, you better make this one because he's going to get, I mean, what's the next level for your escalation here? You just ripped your camera in half because I didn't make it in three tries. Like if I don't make it in five, are you going to punch me in the head? It was twofold, right? Because he was intimidating, but then you also wanted the photo because you knew it was going to be, gonna gonna be the best. Yeah. 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 So what, yeah, was you your, what was your peak uh, trick or clip? Maybe stir it, maybe not in those days. Like how did you feel like, okay, I did that and I didn't ever expect to be able to do that? Um, I don't know. I think we were just talking about the Telegraph 541 foot. I think that that's something that's a, that's that actually comes one. to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the front foot off, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not Benny Hanna, Telegraph No, five. no, yeah. No. Telegraph 5. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody do that? Yeah. No. No, I, I did Benny Hanna 5? Oh, Benny Hanna 5. No. I don't remember no one doing that. Right. Uh, rotation on that Andy one. Andy Mack, we're looking at you. Yeah. If you anybody was going to do it, yep, <laughs> yeah. it would be him. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, What else, though? I feel like I feel like that you had. There's so much stuff that would go by in videos that you did where it was like, wait, what? 
Well, um, I started doing kickflip melons pretty early on. I was probably yeah. one of the first ones to do kickflip melons uh, on, vert. on vert. Yeah, I think I might have even did it to fakie before I, I did it did it forward. But I remember trying. I remember trying those like kickflip melons before anyone was doing kickflip indies. And then I think that that gave Danny the idea a week later to go to Andy's and do kickflip indies. That's, that's the way that that's I remember. That's how I, I first yeah. tried to do kickflips on where it was kickflip melon because I figured that's the only way I'm going to mm-hmm. catch it. Mm-hmm. And then I was, it was uh, inspired by Matt Hensley as well. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. 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 But to know that you did those first and then I don't think that they were respected as a trick until late 90s. Like I think you know, I remember doing kickflip melon because if you were in the top 10 and you didn't do it, it was kind of like, what, what have you been up? What have you been doing? Like everybody's doing kickflip mini and then right. they do a kickflip melon and they do all, you know, all those other things. But I remember it was like, oh, you can officially do the kickflip melon. Oh, mm. and so can you. But to know mm. that like, no dude, like 15 years ago he did it. It's just, you weren't ready to understand that he was doing it. Yeah. Right? Cause and I was a vert dude and I did not know that you did that. Right. But I think you probably did it in front of me. But to me, it was so far ahead that I was like, yeah, you did the kickflip or something. But it was, it was also, I think in those days, it was just considered more of a novelty to do any yeah. sort of street or mini ramp maneuver on vert. It was like, yeah, well, right, you did yeah. it, but we're not throwing that into a line and throwing it, you know, into a crazy trick or whatever. But, yeah. but it was a, it was a spark. Right, right. And it was a, it was a movement. It really was. It was mm-hmm. a movement. Like yep. you guys, you guys came from an era that appreciated. Vert because it was this, this, this sort of staple, mm-hmm. but also took these the street element and was able to combine it. Well, and that's 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 the very thing that drew me to skateboarding to begin with. You know what I mean? And and all things artistic, right? I, I looked at skateboarding, especially back in those days, as kind of a blank canvas. You know what I mean? There was so much to still be done. Right. There was, you know, um, it, you know, it was really fun to see, you know, street skating merging with vert and all the new ideas that that gave, you know, uh, birth to, um, you know, for the longest time, like vert skateboarding had given birth to, uh, you know, street skating. And a lot of the street skaters, street skaters were emulating what the vert guys were doing uh, on curbs and you know, uh, not rails at that time, but yeah, on curbs and stuff. And so at a certain point when I guess, uh, uh, but you had that foundational skill set. That's what I'm saying. Right, you had right, that right. To, to be able to skate vert and then take that right. technique into the… Yeah, because there was a right. lot of vert dudes that were like, oh, let's do what street guys do on vert and they all look like shit. Because me, when I… When I one of them. But you were, <laughs> you, were one, you were one of three, dude. It was like Colin, Danny, like even Bob. I was like, look, I get it. You're doing it. But it's, it's very apparent that you're a vert dude. But See, that's you three looked… I was like, dang, that's looks that looks like you're on a ledge. When we started skateboarding, it was like I didn't really label it as, you know, I'm a vert skater, I'm a street skater, I'm a skateboarder. Yep. I mean, it's like put something in front of me. I'm going to try to, you know, crack the code and you know, it was it, very see, how, see how, how creative, creative right. I can get. You know yep. what I mean? And I kinda in my mind and in my own little bubble, I thought that's just kind of how it, you know, how it was. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it it was it was na- it was natural me to, you know, be able to you know, from from the beginning to be able to skate street and and vert because it's a rare person though. Like at the time, uh, you just made sense to me because there you were existing. But now mm-hmm. when I look back, I'm like, that's a you were really weird. Like that there was no yeah. vert anomaly. Yeah, yeah, there was no guy. But you still there see, that's what, it's been fun to see you come back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think Jason was probably one of the catalysts. But yeah, yeah. to see you skating now and I see you starting to get your confidence back. Mm-hmm. But like when I saw you do back lip yesterday, I was like, "Oh, that's Alf. Uh-huh. That is like that's the style. That's the light foot." And uh-huh. also, like you, 
you were a little overturned, brought mm-hmm. it back, no yeah, problem. No like problem. The, 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 you, I could just see it's still there. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I tell you what, man. I have so much fun doing it now, just kind of reconnecting with that old feeling again and challenging myself just to do some of the you know stuff that might have been super easy uh, for me back in the days. And, you know, being around your guys' energy is just, it's, it's super infective. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to commit to at least a one, you know, a one day a week, you know, vert regimen. That's how it starts. Uh, yeah. I think it's best <laughs> for us to do one a week because I find that you get too sore because we're not as used to hitting the ground like we used to. And we are older. That's just the bottom line of it all. But I feel like there's a certain amount that you can do, even at our age, where your body goes, oh. Oh, you're going to skate for four days a week? Okay. But just give me a second. Mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like it's the first couple of times I tried to skate two days in a row, I would go back to my house and I would get up in the morning and I would didn't want to wake my wife up, but I wanted her to see how fucked up I am from not – I didn't take a huge one. I just took several little ones and I would get up and I'd go, oh, 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 somebody should – film this i i feel like i've got like a rock tied to my balls and i can't like i was like oh 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 like i'm, I'm like i'm like must make it to the bath in hot in epsom salts you know what i mean i'm like ah, ah. i'm like nobody understands how fucked up i am right now and then like five hours later like we're working i'm working and it's like were, were you feeling that aftershock though well i not me. Damn it. Not, well, well, here's, well here's, here's my reason. He just looks so limber all the He's, time. Man. I know. Well, here, here's where I think my reasoning is. It's like I, I, I started exercising again more consistently. Okay. And so I'm not I, – I, I was at the point yesterday and in a little bit today trying to figure out how much of it is from working out versus skateboarding. And I think oh, – uh, From the yeah, pain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm thinking a lot of my um, – Soreness has been, you know, right. from not working. You got to watch. I, I work out a lot too. I train MMA. I can't train MMA and then go skate. That's not going to work. I can get away with skating and then training, but I wouldn't skate and then spar people. Mm. I'll I'll skate and then go hit pads where I'm not as I'm tired. I'm I'm sore. There's things in my body that start to stiffen up from like you try to compensate. Your body tries to compensate mm-hmm. from the injury. So it's like all of a sudden I'm like, I can't pivot anymore. And I'm like, why can't I pivot? It's like, dude, because you hit your ass so hard yesterday that your hips are like, eh, what are you doing to yourself? You know what I find for me more than anything? Like that, that, you know, what probably gets me more exhausted skating for, I feel like these days, because I mean, here's here's something that people might not know about me. I have a fear of of heights. You know what I mean? And especially when I'm so long removed from standing on top of a vert wrap, Anytime I'm here, I'm like scared of the railing on your vert ramp. So there's like, I'm, if you if you notice, you'll you'll see me standing on the middle of the deck because I don't want to lean on no rail or whatever. So it's like I spend a lot of my time when I'm skating vert like these days in this weird tense like flight or fight you know mode where it's like I'm kind of tense, like I don't want to fall off the ramp. And if I I'm dropping in, you could tell that I'm I'm not just like you know leisurely just throwing my board out there and just kind of doing it. I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to get used to the muscle memory and me too, dude, and and, and all that stuff. Yeah, you must have overcome something because yesterday yeah. you were dropping in to 540 attempts. So well, I mean, to to be fair, I mean, it it wasn't with any type of commitment. It was just a matter of like let me just no, let that, me just that's try still, to. That's no small feat. That that takes. That takes a, a level of confidence and overcoming fear to try that. So anyway, yeah, I, I guess I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying like you, you have reached some threshold now. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess in my mind, uh, 
the spinning of five was never the scary thing. I mean, right. I could, I could, you know, in my mind, I, I could do that pad list and find my Me way too. to my feet or whatnot. It's actually, you know, doing it in a way that says, okay, I'm close. I'm going to really commit right. to one of these. And I was so far off. I was actually just trying to re-understand, you know, how exactly my approach was. And I think that being because I was dropping into it, kind of, um, it, it kind of, it, it did something in my rotation that felt completely different than the way that I had used to do it. Because yeah, you, you land one up on the deck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't pretty. You know, it was but no, funny. they were, they were good. They were good attempts. Yeah, there was know, just one that was like, you know, it was, was funny. You know, what was funny is like I sensed the concern in this guy's, uh, in this guy's eyes because it's like after I landed on the coping, whatever, I came up the stairs. He came to me like, maybe you should wait. <laughs> I was like. Maybe you're right. No, no, no. I said, no, I said, no, you need to wait for the takeoff. I didn't say, like, oh, wait. Oh, okay. I you need to wait on the takeoff. I, I would never say, like, just get out of here. Get <laughs> Alf. We're going to have to wrap this up, Alf. Yeah. 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 You're going to need to sign this waiver quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Alf. Did you get a waiver? Landing on the deck is, that's uh, bad. Yeah. So, so yeah. what I said was, you need to wait to take off. Oh, okay. Right. okay. That's it. Clarification. No. All right. I, to bring this full circle. Uh, uh, I don't know if this is the first time we ever saw each other or that we were together, but um, there was a photo from Transworld Magazine oh, yeah, okay. of me going over the fence at Del Mar, doing the ollie over the fence, like yeah. this animal chin thing. And I'm, it's from underneath, right? Yeah, um, oh, it's a fish eye. It's a fish eye from kind of… Yeah. yeah, it's… yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah You yeah. see the bottom of my board. It's a yellow board. No yeah, graphics. so it's from underneath. Yeah. And there's a kid going in the background. Yep. So I was either 11 or 12. So it was like 87. No, yeah. it was like 86 because Del Mar was still open. So it had to be 86. Del Mar? No, 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 no. So it was 86 because it was the 87 photo annual, I think, that, that was it was it. in. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, so here's the thing. I didn't skate Del Mar. And the reason why I knew that I was either 11 or 12 on that one, because I think that uh, to get a membership at Del Mar, you had to be 13 in order to uh join the boy scouts yeah right 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 then and there but if you weren't if you were underage what you had to do is you had to drive to fallbrook and because i think that's where the the headquarters for the boy scouts were oh yes in order to join the boy scouts and get the insurance this and that whatever so my dad had uh taken me to del mar from oceanside or whatever just you know i'm all got my pads got my you know i'm thinking oh i'm about to go get a membership at del mar unbelievable like you're super stoked or whatever and uh you know Got there and found out got that I- denied. Yeah. And so I, I, I unfortunately, my dad, he wasn't going to go from there to you know, Fallbrook and all. He didn't have time to do all that stuff. So um, I didn't get a chance to get a membership. But however, I did uh, sneak in a couple of times and, and enjoyed full days of skating. Um, and one of the times, and I used to always tell did Mark- Did you sneak in from the uh, freeway side? Dude. Like where the snake run was? Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah. that's the yep. only place you get yep. undetected. Yep. That's yeah. that's exactly where that little little, little snake the little sperm snake running yeah, in the back. Yeah, that thing was so dumb. Yeah, I mean for me it was everything. I mean it was that every any anything there was just like you got to understand. There's no, but this, I just I, I, I don't mean it was dumb, but it was just it was so tiny. Yeah, but, no one but you could it. sneak in there and, and and go undetected skating that. Right. Like, no one oh, would even, it was right. so far in the back. It was very back. Did you on skate the, corner, the big bowl? I took a little kick turn runs or whatever, but hey. I mean, I know, you know, I wasn't at the point where I could really skate, you know, yeah. transition at that time. I think I really kind of started learning how to skate or kind of getting, you know, my marbles, uh, you know, uh, into uh, skating vert was Tobin's in Fallbrook. Oh, yeah. The Fallbrook ramp. That ramp was um, good. Yes. Yeah. So, I, remember I that. you know, the cool thing is I had, I had met uh, Tobin. Um, I was street skating. 
the pier in Oceanside and he was, you know, street skating with a couple of buddies, whatever. And he was telling me about his ramp and he had invited me, you know, to go skate his vert ramp. And I was, I was stoked because I'd show up just kind of, you know, by myself and, you know, he, you know, him and his family were so gracious that would just let me skate and I'd skate there till night and then have my dad would come pick me up. And I'm like, you know, and, and, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that's, well, Fallbrook, first off, I think was the headquarters of the KKK at yeah, the time. Yeah, the dude, uh, David Duke. Uh, was, was it Dave or no, uh, or Tom, no. Tom fucking uh, Metzger. Oh, that was Tom it. Metzger. Yeah, yeah, Dave, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, it, so anyways. <laughs> I'm glad I don't know his name. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, you know, that was always, you know, in the back of my mind as well, because it's like, you know, Tobin's was kind of in the woods a little bit. And so I'm thinking like, oh, my goodness, where they have fucking clan meetings or anything like this. Or yeah. Whatever, kind of nervous. Yeah, I didn't find like, that yeah. until, I, until I bought a house there. And then people were just like, dude, you're putting Fallbrook on the map because the only other people think people know about is KK lives here. And I was like, he, he does? What? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 I'm glad. Yeah. Because I only knew Fallbrook as had a really cool ramp or Tony lived there. Right. So. Um, that that thing you said about the Boy Scouts, um, that was actually my dad. Oh, so Del Mar was closing uh -huh. because they couldn't afford insurance. Okay, and my dad, uh, he had some connection to the Boy Scouts. I can't remember what it was, but but he, I think he knew someone, and they were looking to increase their membership. Oh. And he's like, "Well, what if you guys provide insurance to the skate park?" And they said, "Well, yeah, that just means they have to join the Boy Scouts. If they, you don't have to do anything, right?" Like. You just have to sign paper that you are a Boy Scout. Yeah. You don't have to go to uh, meetings. You don't have to go to any outings or anything. And so they were like, oh, yeah, awesome. That'll increase the membership by this many a month. Oh, And so okay. they provided insurance for like a year. Oh, that's interesting. But then I didn't realize for someone like you who's underage, mm -hmm. you had to go all over town yeah. getting the forms and stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, by the time I turned 18, then uh, 13, I'm sorry, uh, it already shut down. But I did get a chance. So every time you skated, you were there without permission without so permission yeah. skating all day or whatever Sick. one of the times and i used to always remind him this every time i saw him uh mark waters rest in peace um he used to work there or whatever i remember one of the times skating all day or whatever and then you know finishing up uh like last couple of hours at the the front the freestyle bowl which yeah. is one of my favorite the you know, that was my favorite thing yeah. kind of launch ramping off the little corner oh, yeah. part and the, yeah. all the slides or whatnot um i remember uh you know Skating that thing, having a good time, just about wrapping up my session or whatever. Mark comes out like, what the fuck are you doing here? Where's your sticker or wristband yeah. or whatever, you know, whatever they were using for that, you know, to, you know, to indicate that you had paid to get in and whatever. I'm like, sorry. He's like, you're, get the fuck out of here. Whatever. And I used to always remind him of that, whatever. And, you know, we used to have a, a, a pretty good laugh every time I'd, uh, I'd see him. But it was uh, funny. Mark, uh, Mark was so awesome. But there were, there were a few employees there that were just like, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like we were just, we would just run the play, run amok, uh -huh. you know, sneaking into the highball, bouncing on the trampoline, skating around, and and uh, most of the employees were just like, I don't know, I don't know this place. Right, right, right. I figure you guys would be the less annoying of the of the older crew, like the Dwayne Peters and people like that. I would feel like if you're staff at Del Mar, they would do nothing but shit on you all day, right? Like those guys seem so angry all the time. Mm. They like I wasn't even it was around more for that. that. There, there was the, the there was the stoner crew, and they would all hotbox in their car outside. Those were the ones that were more problematic to the whole surrounding because there was a driving range and there was a miniature golf course. Oh, okay, it was all in the same area and an arcade. And so there's these you know kids smoking weed right out the front doors, and it was like you guys. 
I mean, I didn't care, but that's, that's that was the it's vibe. not the greatest look for the yeah. community. So if we were in the skate park, they were just like, yeah, whatever, keep them in there. But I remember there would be like there'd be a boombox, and do you remember there was always a boombox right at the at the gate entrance? Ooh, I don't remember that. So playing music every time, or just yeah, but always like hardcore punk music and stuff like TSOL Code Blue. I don't know if you know the lyrics to that one. Not a family-friendly song. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, stuff like that where… It, it, and I, I remember thinking like, is that cool? Can they… <laughs> and then finally, I, of, I think of all the people, Owen Nieder, who was like the punkest yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He came over and was like, dude, you can't play that song. Right. Come on. I can't remember whose boombox it was. That's why I can relate to Owen Nieder. As a crazy person who's been dark his whole life, I always had a little bit of… Uh, my stepmother installed some common sense and and for the public and for children, even yeah. at my craziest hour. Like I'd be like, even if I was raging and out of control, if kids showed up, I'd be like, oh, I'm evicting myself from this room. Like you kids should not see my face under this amount of drugs. Like I'm leaving. <laughs> and same as if there's any Australian guy that's like, you know, fuck this, fuck that. And I'm like, hey man. And there's kids at that table and they're like, so? And I'm like, so, that's like a mom and their kids and they're probably intimidated by us and just like, can you just shut the fuck up for like half an hour until we leave? And it would always be, you are telling me to not cuss. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just like right now for the kids. I always had a different one for that. I never you kind was- of escaped the party scene. You can, I mean, that? you can escape the party scene or, or yeah, skirted it. I, yeah, how'd you yeah. do that? I never really was a you know too a big drinker. of a party guy or yeah, a drinker. That's um, what it was. You I, probably I, smoked weed, right? Yeah, I did. You know what? And I feel like, as funny as it sounds, I mean, it's ridiculous to even say, but I feel like the fact that I was introduced to weed kept me out of a lot of other things. I believe You know this. what I mean? Because it like, it, it, it did a couple of things. I never did cocaine or any hard drugs, whatever, because it's like, I liked weed so much that I thought, man, I don't want to do something and like anything else yeah. that bad, you know. And and the same thing with alcohol it was like I never really, I never really liked the taste of alcohol. I mean, I got to a point where I could be a social drinker here and there, or whatever, and I even have a pretty high tolerance for it. But I never really it, was a big drinker. It was at all. the perfect angle because as a guy that was just trying to party and find other people that wanted to party, you smoked weed all the time, mm-hmm. so it wasn't. I never felt the need to be like, come on, man, loosen up, right. like. I'm like, this dude's totally loose to doing sure. whatever he well, wants. So, so, yeah. so think about it. A dude he doesn't that, need to do shots. A dude that just sits there and designs graphics and, you know, and shoes and whatever. That's like the perfect thing for me. Yeah. Because it's like I spend most of my time, you know, in front of, you know, at a desk, like drawing or designing something. So it just kind of keeps me in place and keeps me focused on what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. As odd as it sounds, I feel like it's kept me out of a lot of, you know, trouble. Because it's like after I smoke something it's like all i really want to do is kind of hang out and draw and be creative you know what i'm saying it's yeah like, i don't want to go party and yeah it was a good I mean? move dude i, I know yeah. you, you you've been solid through and through yep. always reliable always creative yep. and uh hey we appreciate your time yeah hey, i appreciate being here everybody Thanks, skates dude. alfonso rawls legend legend uh, like, I'm, gonna it, I'm gonna end it with an aussie accent legend mate these <laughs> shoes, you bastard. Sabales, all right? Check us out. He's got tons of different <laughs> stuff. So it's really good stuff too. I love wearing them. They're, they're proper shoes. They feel good. No, I, uh, I, appreci- I, I appreciate you guys both. It is an honor to be here. Um, you know, not only do I appreciate you guys as individuals, but this is like my favorite podcast. I haven't missed any episode. <laughs> oh, every, thanks, yeah, really? like a, 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 No, no amazing. doubt. You think you'll check one with you on it? Every, oh, absolutely. <laughs> See, we yeah. cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how late it comes out. No, you're right on time. <laughs>
Right on. All right. Like and describe and yeah. make get everybody skates. Get everybody. I don't how do you it's, I don't know. Like I, and describe I, I, and purchase. There you go. I don't know if you can even see it. It's ref, white on white reflective being no, Google. No, <laughs> see ya. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.